0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 10x hacks for startup and venture success. This is your host Vida Patil and today we are going to host part 2 of the podcast with Nitin Vesh. Nitin Wesh is a climate tech and energy tech investor and also a subject matter expert. In the last episode of the podcast, Nitin covered amazing concepts and facts related to agriculture food and renewable energy in this segment he has amazing predictions about technology convergence and how the energy equation
1: is going to flip towards clean tech so, so that that's the second area the, the third i'll touch upon is um, is around transportation
2: right
1: and uh, uh, transportation it's, it's roughly 15% of the greenhouse gas emissions. And uh, the primary mode of moving uh, people or goods globally has been either gasoline or or, or diesel fuel. Right.
2: Uh,
1: but like what we have seen with solar, like what we have seen with wind, the improvement in lithium uh, and battery technologies over past uh, roughly 10 years or so have been astounding. Uh, just one data point uh the cost of uh, lithium and battery um, battery pack in 2010 time frame used to be around thousand dollars a kilowatt hour uh-huh. we we are sitting today wherein that cost is roughly 150 to 200 dollars a kilowatt hour well, gosh. so 80 That's to a- yeah. yeah 80 to 85 percent reduction in cost and there are analysts who are talking about uh, having uh, the battery packs, which are sub hundred bucks, in the next couple of three years. When that happens, uh, the the sheer economics of just like in terms of uh, total cost of ownership of of owning a electric vehicle versus having a gasoline based based vehicle uh, will flip around. Uh, all of us, uh, especially in the Bay Area, we have seen the growth of uh, companies like Tesla. Uh, there are companies from like all the large OEMs from GM, Ford, Volkswagen, uh, who have electric vehicles on their roadmap, and in the next five years, the number of models which are electric only are north of 50 uh, yeah. to be launched. So, so mm-hmm. when that happens, uh, the adoption of electric vehicles uh, will increase even more exponentially compared to... Uh, compared to gasoline vehicles so which again will be a big change big improvement for uh, uh, for greenhouse gas mitigation scenario
0: you know uh, so hopefully
1: that gives you more color
0: yeah 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 i have uh, a, a bunch of follow-up questions i'll just ask them before we move on to the next uh, uh, aspect uh, you know the first thing i thought about was analogically is like uh, Moore's law the microprocessor industry beat Moore's law right Something Mm -hmm. like that is happening in the battery technology, right? Uh, In terms of price and uh, capacity, like the uh, uh, number of uh, miles the battery will sustain and drive the vehicle. That is also increasing, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there is that. I think uh, the the law which is used more frequently uh, around batteries uh, or or solar or wind is uh, similar, but uh, it is more around learning rate. Of these Looking technologies, mm-hmm. which uh, which essentially is uh, uh, when the installed capacity of a given technology doubles,
2: right. what
1: is the proportional drop in uh, in the cost? Right. Uh, and and in funny enough, uh, whether you look at uh, solar or wind or or batteries, uh, that number is roughly about twenty five percent. And uh, uh, I would argue that we are still in the early innings of these technologies uh, and as the install base uh, gets doubled every few years, uh, achieving 25% reduction in cost will be, is a big step change and will just open up many more opportunities around adoption and business models for uh, for making things green.
2: Yes.
0: And you know, uh, what I was thinking was, will there be a time where energy is free? You know, if uh, it will be integrated in the fabric of society, like for example, if I go to Starbucks, I I understand it's a business model. We have Wi-Fi free, you know, uh, like that. Will energy ever be free? Like in my own home, I can generate energy which I need for my home. I don't have to pay bills to anyone. Something like that. Just well, so- in
1: a way, that is in a way that that's happening. Uh, uh, if, you, if you look at this, um, uh, both you and I uh, are in the Bay Area. Yeah, and uh, uh, people who have uh, solar panels installed uh, on their households,
2: right.
1: uh, there are policies uh, like uh, net energy metering. So, so what right. that means is, uh, whatever extra unit of energy which gets generated from these solar panels, right. uh, if it's not being used at home, right. it gets fed back into the wires, oh. and the local and the local utility, whether it's PG&E in the Bay Area. Or, or whatever the local utility is where your listeners are, uh, they give a monetary benefit for that extra unit which got fed back into the system. Uh, so if you end up consuming less from solar panels and exporting more, right. uh, in the, yeah, at the end of the year, uh, you will likely get a check from your local utility from pg because right. of the, the higher amount of energy you fed back in the system. So in that scenario, the, the 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 question you asked, we are living in that time right now that you might be getting paid if you don't use all the renewable energy from your from your rooftop. Uh, in fact, uh, 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 the, the pioneer in this was Germany mm-hmm. uh, almost uh, 10 years back, where the government in, introduced uh, something known as feeding tariffs mm-hmm. uh, to drive adoption of solar uh, by the households, uh, very very similar scenario that uh, uh, as customers were installing or people were installing more solar rooftops, right. uh, they were getting they were getting monetary incentives from the government from the utility uh, right. for uh, extra unit of energy. So net net, you might come out positive uh, in, in that scenario. So that's that's one aspect of where we are. But I just want to in the discussion that we are living in those times even today. Mm-hmm. But if you look into the future, mm-hmm. uh, as I was talking about the rapid declines in the cost of these technologies, right. we, we we are looking at a scenario where the the cost of solar energy is 1 to 2 cents a kilowatt hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and mm-hmm. those things are happening right now on uh, for large power plants in, uh, in the middle east i see uh, just, just let's just take a pause
2: mm-hmm. up
1: uh, two cents per kilowatt hour or uh, is the cost of energy if you are living in uh, california mm-hmm. the bay area mm-hmm. depending on which tier rate tier uh, one is mm-hmm. one is in mm-hmm. that number could be from 15 cents to up to 40 cents per kilowatt hour oh gosh so Wow. So we might be paying up to $0.40 cents a kilowatt hour to get that unit of energy from PG&E, right. while solar today is at about $0.02 cents a kilowatt hour. Wow. Uh, and, and the beauty is once you install those things, the marginal cost of generating extra unit of energy is practically zero uh, because these assets are there. So uh, we, we have come a long way in terms of adoption of these technologies uh the the future looks even funnier uh, uh and uh, and I think uh funnier and greener mm-hmm. and I think the economics of these technologies will will drive the adoption even more
0: awesome so you know on that note as an investor, what is your advice to uh, people who are who want to be founders in this domain who want to make a switch to energy domain what is your you know one key advice to them? What is it that they need to do to pursue new ideas, uh, to validate new ideas here, and do startups? Because I think we just, uh, you know, spoke to a water tech entrepreneur uh, last year. I met a lot of energy entrepreneurs uh, at the um, Earth Conference, and also uh, we submitted a, a challenge to XPRIZE for for enhancing the green cover. And our pitch was based on carbon reducing carbon footprint. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of interest. What is your advice? You know, I I would consider myself a failure because uh, I could have used the policy pitch. You know, I used uh, carbon footprint. Uh, There were other ways I could pitch um, or a a storytelling pitch, you know, uh, increasing awareness by storytelling about saving green cover. There were a lot of uh, uh, ways to pursue the idea. So uh, consider me as one of those entrepreneurs who did not make it. What would you advise people like me
1: who want to switch to energy tech or clean tech? It's it's never too late, Vida. Uh, I think uh, uh, there are plenty of opportunities uh, for everybody, uh, no matter uh, who, uh, what, uh, where he or she is coming from. Right. Uh, let Let me uh, start with a big picture first. Uh, right. Talk about a few things which are happening from technology standpoint, and
2: mm-hmm. then
1: then try to uh, bring it home. Okay. Uh, so as as we had in the beginning of the call. Uh, and we talked about 8% uh, uh, CO2 reduction every year.
2: Right.
1: Uh, if you just look at our and then we talked about 50 gigatons give or take uh, is the greenhouse gas intensity every year.
2: Right. If you look
1: at our carbon budget mm-hmm. for the planet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, based on scientific uh, uh, studies done by IPCC, IEA, uh, to have a realistic shot of staying below 2 degrees centigrade our carbon budget on the planet is about 700 gigatons
2: right so
1: and, and that 700 gigatons is across uh, as we discussed uh, agriculture uh, transportation generation uh, made environment all of those things right uh, all of that has to be decarbonized right. and if you were to put even like a theoretical theoretically very conservative price on carbon Right. a uh, 50 dollars per ton which uh which by the way the current incentive for capturing carbon uh by is called uh, known as 45 Q. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even if you put that conservative price on carbon right uh, to decarbonize across the entire carbon budget yeah we are talking about almost 35 trillion dollars of opportunity so uh as an entrepreneur uh, uh uh, as uh, as an individual, as a large company person, uh, if if anybody talking about big markets, I don't think there's a bigger market than than this uh, to to go go and work on uh, because the the problems are big, the markets are big, and then the need is uh, the need is now. Yeah. Uh, and in that market, if you start looking at a number of technologies, which uh, uh, and I think this is this is not just the technologies in energy space. This is where orthogonal uh, technologies and how can they be applied to energy sector become um, become important. So right. the rapid pace of change, say with robotics, mm-hmm. uh, or where the machine learning and AI,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or like uh, or like 3D printing. Right. Uh, so if you just look at this, the uh, the cost of an industrial robot back in 2000 was about hundred thousand dollars. Right now we are to a point where that same robot can be sub ten thousand dollars
2: wow. so
1: so mm-hmm. once you have once you have those and these are industrial scale robots right. uh, and then once you have uh, have these things deployed in different architectures things could be around picking up or produce right. uh it could be around warehouse management uh for that uh, these solutions are much more greener compared to uh, the incoming solution, uh, the opportunity is right. life. Uh, many of your audience have uh, AI and ML background. Yeah. If you just look at the, the cost of uh, training, uh, uh, the data set, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two or three years back, that number used to be in like hundreds of dollars to right. train a data set. Okay. I think uh, with, with all the compute which is becoming available, which has become available, uh, the processing moving from CPU to GPU and then TPU and new architectures. Yes. The the cost of uh, training uh, a data set is uh, sub ten dollars, and along with that, the evolution of technology from software standpoint, uh, from just basic neural nets to Computer vision, now to reinforcement learning. If you start coupling in robotics with AI and ML, yeah, what more can be done? Uh, so, I'll give you a couple of examples. So, there are companies who are using drones now
2: yeah. with
1: very sophisticated uh, AI and ML technologies to und- to inspect um, the transmission lines
2: cool. for
1: electric utilities.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so that Uh, If there is a threat to fire because of uh, the the tree encroachment, there could be preventive maintenance, which can be done. Uh, So, uh, in in the old architecture, we would not have thought about this uh, uh, as a solution. But now, because of convergence of technologies, uh, both robotics and AI can be deployed uh, to to properly manage our assets. Uh, Things around biology are also intersecting quite a bit. Yes. Uh, the cost of having, uh, having a genome analyzed used to be close to like 100 million bucks uh, right. in 2000 uh, for, a, for a human genome.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: number is down to about $1,000 currently. Uh, Illumina announced they're going below 600 bucks uh, with their new platform. Companies in China like BGI, they are sub $100 per genome right now. Now, think about this when when uh, sequencing a genome uh, becomes so readily available,
2: right. the
1: tools like CRISPR, when they become available to modify the genetic patterns for the building blocks,
2: right. what
1: more can we do to build a new material yeah. uh, and go a bio based route versus a fossil fuel? Fuel-based out, though those technologies become become available. So uh, the the point for giving these examples is uh, the problem is huge. The technologies, uh, not just in energy space, but also in in the nearby spaces, have been moving rapidly. Uh, if I'm an entrepreneur, I think uh, I would I would take a holistic view, uh, see where my core competency, my technology, my interest uh, overlaps. And if I were to build something in that space, how can I make a dent to this climate problem? So I think that the, the future is bright. Uh, I'm calling for all the entrepreneurs, all the smart people uh, to be part of the solution versus sitting on the sideline.
0: Awesome. Oh, what a fantastic and inspiring uh, note to uh, wrap up this uh, podcast on! Uh, thank you, Nitin, for the most amazing, insightful, and uh, I would say very perceptive uh, podcast. You're not just a person who delivers insights, but you have a whole bunch of data to substantiate your beliefs and your your insights. So I just wanted to let you know that when I go to pitch events where I'm judging youngsters. More than 60% of them are interested in saving the planet. That's you,
1: awesome.
0: Yes, I'm so thrilled to see that. It's just, uh, we were so different. We were very crazy about technology. These people are more about saving the planet. So with visionaries and leaders like you, uh, I think uh, this will become a reality soon. Thank you so much for your precious time. And uh, I'm, I'm most
1: obliged. This, this was so much fun, Vida. Thank you for the, for the invitation. And... Um, I'm looking forward to if a, if a soul or two uh, gets sparked because of this, and uh, they they become part of the solution. Uh, I think this time is well spent. So so thank you so much and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you,
0: thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host Vida Patil. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. This podcast takes a lot of time and effort, so please support this by uh, liking and sharing this post and signing up and subscribing to my podcast and my LinkedIn page on 10xhacks.
2: Thank you very much.